0: Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast, your daily podcast focused on all things BYU. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there in Cougar Nation, wherever you might be listening in from. A lot to get to ahead on today's show. We continue on with our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown, 1933. How did the Cougars respond after an 8-1 season in 1932? We'll look at that. We'll also continue with our look back at the NFL Draft. Some questions submitted by our listeners that we'll touch on ahead on today's show. And of course, we will catch you up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan here on a Tuesday, including all American citations by the handful going out for BYU men's volleyball. We'll cover it all ahead on today's show. It's all brought to you today in part by our good friends with the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Join hosts Trevor Sykema and Benjamin Solak for recaps and analysis of the 2021 NFL Draft as well as a look ahead to next year's future first round picks. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, without further ado, let's get going here on a Tuesday and have some fun. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 4th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, a resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars right here. A lot to get to ahead on today's show, but a reminder for you right off the top, make sure if you haven't done so already, hit that follow button. That way, you never miss an episode. What it does when you hit that follow button, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or Spotify, well, when my podcast posts, it automatically updates in the feed on your smart device, and it's right there for you guys to listen to every single day because, as I am fond of saying, I enjoy making you guys the smartest BYU fans in the room by giving you all the information you need to know as a BYU fan every single day. So hope you guys are enjoying this product as much as I enjoy bringing it to you guys, and we'll continue to bring it to you every single weekday as we normally do. Alright, now on to business here on a Tuesday. Let's talk a little bit about the NFL draft. Obviously it's in the rearview mirror for 2021 and by the way, yet again another congratulations to the 14 former Cougars who have received their opportunities at the NFL level. Whether it's the five draft picks who tied the most all-time 2002 amongst years that BYU tied with those five draft picks, but also the seven free agent deals, guys receiving mini camp invites. I hope all 14 former Cougars get their shot and they make the most of it at the next level. I'm rooting for every single one of these guys, as I talked about yesterday on the podcast. But I had an interesting question submitted via our email at lockedonbyu at gmail.com. It comes in from Stuart Clive. And Stuart, thank you, thank you, thank you for your support of the podcast. I'm going to read this here Hey Jake, thanks for all of your efforts on our behalf. I think he's speaking of BYU fans. I don't miss an episode. I am particularly enjoying the 100 years of BYU football history piece. We'll get to 1933 here in a moment, Stuart. But getting to the point is what he goes on with. In the world of sports, I am a BYU fan above all else. And I think many BYU fans agree with you on that, Stuart. That's the team that you love and live live and die with. Not love and die with. Well, maybe you love and die with them. But you live and die with them. They are your team. So Stuart continues here. I don't really care about any NFL teams. So the way I choose which NFL teams to root for is based on which team best reps BYU, and in games where that's even, I root against the team with more Utes. Well, there you go. So my question is now after the draft, which NFL team should I be rooting for? I was rooting for Kansas City because of Andy Reid and Daniel Sorensen, but now there will likely be two starting BYU quarterbacks: Zach Wilson with the New York Jets, Taysom Hill with the New Orleans Saints, and all these draftees potentially added to the league. Should I change my allegiance? Allegiance, excuse me. Should I change my allegiance? Thanks again. Signed, Stuart Clive. Well, Stuart. I have a hard time answering this question because if I'm not mistaken, BYU has got guys on rosters right now across 30 of the 32 NFL franchises. So essentially, you could be a fan of the NFL plural and just enjoy all the games. I do think that there is a massive debate going on right now for BYU fans like yourself who are trying to decide, okay, do I support the New York Jets with Zach Wilson looking like the odds-on starter? There are a lot of people out there who think Taysom Hill is legitimately going to be in a quarterback battle with Jameis Winston, the former starter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to start for the New Orleans Saints. It's my opinion that the money that was given to Taysom from the Saints indicates that he will be the guy there. He'll have to go out and prove it, no doubt, in training camp, etc. But that does bring up a conundrum for many fans. So here's my answer for you, Stuart. If you want to go by quarterbacks, the good news is, is you have both an AFC and an NFC team with starting quarterbacks in the NFL. The New York Jets, they play in the AFC East while the New Orleans Saints play in the NFC South. So, I will permit you to have two teams, one in the AFC the Jets, the Gang Green, the Gotham Green whatever it might be, and also the Saints. Who that nation can be your team in the NFC. As for me in my house or just myself really because my wife doesn't necessarily care about the NFL. I am a San Francisco 49ers dyed in the wool through and through fan. I just cannot uh, get on board with stripping allegiance away from my 49ers. And that goes back to the era of Jerry Rice, Steve Young, Joe Montana. It's been with me since I was a young child. I know that I'm probably a little more in the minority in that regards because I grew up around BYU and the connection to the 49ers drew me in to be a 49ers fan. But this is my advice for you, Stuart, is go be a both New York Jets as well as a New Orleans Saints fan. Wear that gold and black when the Saints are playing, wear that green and white when the Jets are playing. And... And they happen to go head-to-head this season, which they will do. I know that a lot of BYU fans have already pointed this out on social media, and I'm sure there will be a hearty contingent of Cougar fans at that game. I don't know how to recommend it to you. Maybe if you love one guy more than the other, Taysom was your guy versus Zach or vice versa, maybe that's who you choose to support. But it is my opinion, Stuart, if you want to pick a team and you want to move on from Kansas City, I will give you two teams. Pick the Jets, pick the Saints, and make them your teams with the two guys, speaking of Taysom Hill as well as Zach Wilson, as their presumed starting quarterbacks. Hope that helped you out. If you guys have uh, solutions for Stewart or you have questions similar to this, feel free to submit them online via social media, Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Follow us on all three platforms, wherever you might be doing your social media business. Also make sure to reach out to me on Twitter as well at Jacob C hatch or as Stewart did, email us, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Love your questions, concerns. You got business inquiries. Love to hear from you guys. That once again, that's locked on BYU at gmail.com. Com. All right, now that we've helped Stuart out, and he's now both a Jets and a Saints fan, let's talk about the 1933 BYU football program. We'll touch on them here in a moment. How did they follow up that stellar 8-1 season in 1932? We'll get to all of that in just a second. Today's episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings, sure, to bring joy into her life. Guys, it's Mother's Day this week. This is a great solution for you guys. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece, they're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that was surprise and delight and fairly priced. So you can give her something special and truly meaningful, guys. Check it out. Mother's Day is here. Probably you're looking for a gift idea. Take advantage of this offer. So if you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. All right friends, got a question for you before we talk about 1933 and BYU football is how do you follow up the greatest season in program history to date? Speaking of 1932 for the Cougars, as we talked about on yesterday's podcast, they went 8 and 1. They finished second in the Rocky Mountain Conference, a true breakout performance for this otherwise middling program, and Ot Romney their head coach has really Enliven this pro- this program in 1933, which we're going to talk about here today. He had gone to this point 25, 13, and five overall as a head coach. Really, really impressive. The breakout season in 1932, I'm sure, had many Cougar fans during that time period dreaming of bigger and better things. Well, you hope you can match the season before but BYU did graduate a large contingent of their team that helped lead them to the 8-1 season especially along both their offensive and defensive fronts and as we're fond of saying even in this era in 1933 it all begins up front in the trenches coaches to this day to the modern day will tell you games are won and lost in the trenches the big guys up front the offensive and defensive lines they are the guys you need to have if you want to have sustainability sustained success, especially at the collegiate level. Well, BYU going into 1933 graduated a great majority of the guys who had led them to that great success along both lines. Both starting defensive ends, both of them all-conference performers, as well as all-conference performers along their offensive line, all moved on with their careers. So BYU, despite their best efforts, sunk back a little bit in the Rocky Mountain Conference in 1933 to the tune of a 5-4 record. Now, 5-4 is not a bad record. Let's be clear about this. In At-Romney, the head coach, in his sixth year, has yet to have a losing season as the head coach of the BYU football program. That's a very important thing, especially considering the first decade or so under the previous two head coaches BYU had, both Alvin Twitchell as well as Chick Hart, well, winning seasons were hard to come by. They actually only had 500 seasons until G. Ott Romney came in. But, obviously, there are BYU fans, probably from this era, who were thinking, okay, we just went 8-1 in one 1932, what are we going to do in 1933? Well, 1933 featured a team that was reloading in many ways, that had to find a way to win games. They only had one non-conference matchup this season, and funny enough, you know who it was against? It was against the United States Marines. Yes, you heard that right. They went to California to take on the United States Marines team at that time. They lost that game 21-0 to open their season. Well, rather than let that snowball on them, they went back-to-back beating Montana State and Colorado Teachers College 25-0 against Montana State, the Bobcats, in Provo before going to Greeley and grinding out a 6-2 win over Colorado Teachers, which is now Northern Colorado. Then came what is one of the craziest season uh, schedules I have ever seen. So BYU in 1933 played a grand total of nine games. Any guesses, and you're probably doing this blind, any guesses, and this is weird to do this in a podcast format because it's not live feedback, but any guesses how many road games BYU played in 1933? If you guess seven, you win. Ding, ding, ding. The Cougars played seven Roan games, including six in a row It's straight. Six in a row straight. So... From the time they played in Greeley, Colorado on October 6th, 1933, they did not play another home game until November 30th of that year. So... Once again, they win at Colorado Teachers College, which is now Northern Colorado, 6-2. They go to Utah on October 14th. uh, Really were battling the Utes tough. It was 7-6 going into the fourth quarter. Then the Utes tacked on two touchdowns to make it 21-6, and yet another loss for BYU in their annual rivalry game at Utah. They follow that up a week later by going back to Colorado to face off against Western State, winning that game 13-0. BYU, to this point, has never lost Western State. They're undefeated against Western State in Gunnison and even in Provo. Then stayed in Colorado at Denver. Played at DU Stadium there in Denver. Lost that game in a grinder. 6-0. Played at Colorado College. So BYU essentially set up shop in the state of Colorado for the month of well, essentially from late October until mid-November. They played at Colorado College, which is in Colorado Springs, winning 25 nothing. Then went to Utah State on November 18th, which was their final road game of the season. And after four straight wins against the Aggies they lose to what was then the Farmers now the Aggies 14-0 thank goodness they were back home as they found a way to beat Wyoming 6-3 on senior day on November 30th in Provo what a gauntlet Six straight road games, and to BYU's credit, they ground out a five and four record. They went five and three in the Rocky Mountain Conference, finishing fifth in the conference. They're in the top half of the conference once again. Utah won the conference once again with a five and one record. Uh, Colorado State also had a five and one record, but also had a tie, which pushed them behind Utah. Denver the same thing, five one and one. They finished in a tie for second. Colorado finished just in front of BYU with a five and two overall record. So once again, let's be clear, Yes, trying to follow up an 8-1 season, the best season to date in BYU football history. Tough task to do, but especially tough when you play six, count them, six straight road games and seven road games overall in a season. I do not envy that type of a season. And can you imagine uh, BYU fans to this day if they were to play more than two road games in a row? And man, I can only imagine the outcry from something like that. But nonetheless, BYU found a way to grind out a 5-4 victory, gave Coach Romney yet another winning season during his sixth year at the helm of the BYU football program. Some interesting notes from the season, let's talk about them, include Floyd Millet. Some of you probably know that name. Those of you that don't, I would encourage you to go learn more about Floyd. Floyd played football for BYU in 1932 and 1933. He was a fullback for the football program, also played forward for the BYU men's basketball program. But more important than that, Floyd Millett went on to be a fixture in the BYU athletic department. He coached the Cougars, and we'll talk about this in a few weeks, for one season as head coach of the football program in 1942, but also ended up as a coach of the BYU, uh, as an assistant coach of the BYU football program, was head coach of BYU basketball from 1941 to 1949 and then went on to be the athletic director at BYU from 1963 to 1970. Floyd Millett is a legend around BYU circles, especially in the athletic department, among what I like to call the old guard. Guys like Ralph Sobel will be able to tell you about him, and Ralph is now retired in his own right, but I know there are many. The legend of Floyd Millett looms large, and he was a senior on this 1933 team and was a very good player. Another player I wanted to point out on today's podcast was one of the great nicknames, in my opinion, of BYU football history. Jesse Wilson was an all-conference and allegedly an All-American citation honoree for his efforts during 1933 for the BYU football program. The issue is, during this era, there were so many All-American teams, or quote-unquote All-American teams, it's hard to find correct citations, but it was alleged that Jesse Wilson did win All-American honors, but was a unanimous, we've seen the records on this, he was a unanimous All-Conference honoree in the Rocky Mountain Conference. Why I bring Jesse Wilson up is he has an incredible nickname, one of the great. I think in BYU history his nickname Phantom Pete don't ask me where that comes from this is a kid from Payson High School in Payson Utah who went on to have all-conference honors he was a senior on this year's team but when your nickname is Phantom Pete and obviously we're gonna talk about the Phantom Forti later on in this rundown when we talk about Eldon Forti one of the other great running backs in BYU history We can't forget about some of these players in the 1920s, 1930s. Some incredible nicknames, also some incredible athletes to boot. And when your name is Jesse Phantom Pete Wilson... I'm going to shout you out on this podcast. So there you go. 1933 for BYU. Obviously, not the follow up to an 8 and 1 season that the Cougars hope to have, but still a solid season all the way around. We'll talk about 1934 tomorrow. The downhill slide of G. Ott Romney's tenure, which eventually he gives way to one of BYU's greatest players during the early era, who comes back to be the head coach of his former program. We'll get on. We'll get on to that later on this week and early next week, but having a lot of fun counting these down. If you guys have resources that can help us with these countdowns, the years, especially these early years, the 1930s, 1940s, if you have resources that can help me research this, I would appreciate that. I'm finding incredible things online, but obviously any help is appreciated. Feel free to reach out, lockedonbyu at gmail.com or via social media. I'd love to chat with you guys and use the resources that you have at hand to bring more information to to BYU fans at large. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll catch you up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan here on a Tuesday. All-American citations in men's volleyball, weekly award honors in both baseball and softball. We'll touch on it all here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com. Guys, this is an absolutely incredible website. It has a resource for all the car parts or body parts your car, truck, or SUV could ever need. I want to encourage you guys to go check it out. It's a family-owned company. been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds, and they mean literally hundreds, of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil. Even new carpet, you want to put shag carpet in your car? I think they can help you out with that. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks. And the best part, it's delivered directly to your door. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do it yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you guys amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car, truck, your SUV could ever need. Check them out now at rockauto.com. Alright, folks, you need to take one more minute today and talk to you about our good friends at Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all of the action online at Bet Online. This week is plenty of sports action on the go, as always. NBA with the run up to the NBA playoffs, NHL ongoing, plenty of that. Even UFC and MMA action, whatever you might want to bet on, you can get all of the latest news and odds for all of your sporting needs at Bet Online. Before the next pitch, head over to bet Online on your laptop or mobile device, it's BetOnline.ag, and check out all the great sporting news and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. If you're a Jazz fan, you can bet on them. Lakers, whatever it might be. If you're a hockey fan, they have got it all for you guys. Head to the website. Once again, that's BetOnline.ag. Sign up for a free account. When you make your first deposit, use the promo code On for a 50% welcome bonus. You heard that right. Free money from our friends at bet- Bet online very few sports books are willing to give you free money but bet online is willing to do it so take advantage of their generosity that's promo code locked on once again at betonline.ag it is all courtesy of bet online as they are your online sports book experts Alright friends, let's get you up to speed on everything you need to know as a BYU fan here on a Tuesday. The news cycle never stops. Let's start off with the men's golf program. Congratulations to BYU's Carson Lundell and Kelton Hirsch. They both received all WCC men's golf postseason honors. Those came out yesterday. Carson Lundell is a member of the first team as well as Kelton Hirsch being a part of the honorable mention team. Congratulations to both of them. Lundell looks like he's on his way to the NCAA championships regardless. BYU will find out if they make it as a team into the NCAA Regional tomorrow when the field is unveiled on Golf Channel at noon Mountain Time. In BYU women's softball, both Autumn Moffat korth as well as a freshman, Violet Zavodnik. She had a great name. Violet Zavodnik. They swept the West Coast Conference Pitcher and Player of the Week Awards once again. The conference announced that yesterday. Moffat korth pitched in two complete games last week, posting an ERA of 0.54 in 13 innings pitched. That's very impressive. Congratulations to her. Zavodnik finished the week with five hits for a batting average of 385. All of them were extra base hits, including two home runs and a pair of doubles. She had a slugging percentage of 1.154. Also drove in five runs while scoring five runs herself. BYU has now claimed 12 of the 22 WCC Weekly Awards this season. Moffat Korth is one pitcher of the week in back-to-back weeks and four times in total. Zavodnik has picked up Player of the Week for the second time this year. So congratulations to both of them. Baseball got their first player of the week award this week. Cole Gamble was named UCU West Coast Conference Player of the Week on Monday for his performance in four games last week. The junior from Alpine, Utah, led the Cougars to a 4-0 record, including a victory over the number 26 ASU and a three-game sweep of St. Mary's in WCC play. In 15 at-bats over the four games, Gamble had eight hits, including three home runs, scored six runs, had six RBIs, and also drew three walks. That's a Pretty impressive showing. BYU baseball is back in action today as they take on UVU in Orm in the UCCU crosstown clash. That begins at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. The game will be broadcast on the BYU Sports Network on BYU Radio. Check that out. Also, BYU softball is on the road in Cedar City today, taking on Southern Utah at three o'clock. I forgot to mention that a minute ago. Best of luck to both of those teams. And then finally. BYU Men's Volleyball, they are on their way to the NCAA Championships, the number two overall seed this weekend. Well, they had the most volleyball players ever receive All-American honors. Three of them being named to the first team by the AVCA. Five men's players in all were named as All-Americans. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez, Dav- Davide Gardini, and Will Stanley repeated as first team All-Americans. Zach Eschenberg and Felipe De Brito Ferreira were named as honorable mention All-Americans. Like Once again, is the most BYU men's volleyball players who have ever received honors in a season. Previously, the record was four, so congrats Congratulations once again to all five BYU men's volleyball players. They're all upperclassmen expected to end their careers after BYU's run in the NCAA tournament this week. Hopefully, they can cap it off with a national title. All right, that's going to do it here on a Tuesday. By the way, I probably should have gotten this out of the way earlier. May the 4th be with you. Happy Star Wars Day to many of you out there who are big Star Wars fans. And if you're a Star Trek fan or just don't like science fiction in general... Deal with it. All right, that's going to do it for us. Make sure, guys, to tell your smart device to play Locked On Today. It is your daily podcast, getting you up to speed on everything you need to know about the sports world at large in under 20 minutes. It's available on every podcast provider, just like the one you're listening to this one on. So make sure to listen to that next. Tell your smart device. Play the Locked On Today podcast. Check it out. It's a great, great resource. All right, until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 4th, 2021.